It's easy for those of us lucky enough to own some kind of current-gen console switch or not to scoff and dismiss the mobile gaming market. After all, most of it is impossibly evil. Nearly every innovation it has produced has been one specifically designed to relieve players of infinite streams of money, making any particular game little more than a casino lifestyle simulator. Worst is these innovations have infected all gaming from mobile to PC to console as the AAA developers have realized the potential for creating the mythical microtransaction whale or dolphin in games like Mortal Kombat 11 or the absolute disaster of Battlefront 2. Still, the mobile gaming market is not entirely dead. In relation to the Switch, we see mobile ports all the time, and while most people complain unthinkingly, I do not because there are still several diamonds in the rough. Furthermore, as I said, it's easy for us to complain when we have consoles. Most people in this horribly unequal world are not so lucky, but they do have a phone. This is why Fortnite and PUBG are so popular on the phone. You think they'd be successful if everyone had a console? No, no. The fact is, people are poor, and as the voice of the gaming proletariat, I desperately want to speak to everyone I can in hopes of inspiring in them some minor escape from the horror of reality. A small oasis at the end of time. That in mind, I have a short list of recommendations that I think should impress anyone whether they have a console or not. Not all these games are free, but they are all very affordable. And most can be acquired through many means. <laughs> Number one. No mobile games list would be complete without point-and-click adventure games because touchscreens are best suited for them. More so than a controller, which is a rare thing indeed. What I'm going to recommend to you mostly is The Silent Age, developed by Danish indie game studio House on Fire. The story is set in 1973 and follows the protagonist Joe on a quest to save mankind by using time travel. A very fun, well-made sci-fi adventure that tells a great story. I loved this game. The first half is free, the second half will cost you $5, worth every penny. Keep in mind nearly every point-and-click slash adventure game is ported to mobile or specifically designed for it first because of how intuitive the controls are, so you will find a massive wealth of riches in this genre particularly. Recently, I've been playing the Viking spiritual adventure, The Frost Rune, and enjoyed it. Another quick, solid recommendation. Number two. I'm always looking for new and interesting ways to play video pinball. Pinout is hardly new, having come out in 2016, but its take on pinball, turning it into an endless board that just keeps going with level breaks as one long roll in between, is a very compelling, well-made, and most importantly, fun take on the genre that works beautifully on mobile. Its great synth soundtrack and neon graphics are an added bonus too. Free to play theoretically the whole game. But to get checkpoints, which you'll want, you'll need to buy it for about $3. I believe it is worth it. Number 3. Eagle Fantasy Golf is an immensely impressive anime-inspired golf game on mobile that I sunk tens of hours into back in the day. A mobile game that feels like it could be right at home on, say, the PSP or maybe the PS2. Don't think of that as a bad thing, though. It offers solid golfing fun with amazingly good touchscreen controls and bright, colorful graphics. It's absolutely free, but this is one of those that will hamper your experience with suggested microtransactions and timed chests, etc. So be warned if you have an addictive personality. If you can hold off, though, it offers a lot of kawaii fun for free. Also, keep in mind this is an online-only game, so be careful. I only ever played it at home on Wi-Fi. 
Caveats aside, I'm still impressed by this. It's my most mobile of mobile games on this list, perhaps, but has something fun to offer. Number four, Catbird and Super Dangerous Dungeon. I'm cheating here by uh, adding two games, but there are many puzzle platformers worth playing on your phone, and these are two of the best. Catbird is a fun, tough little game about a cat with wings trying to platform through difficult levels and get to the end. Super Dangerous Dungeon is much the same, except it's a Robin Hood-esque character, and the levels are even more puzzle-heavy. It's all about clicking switches, finding keys, and avoiding enemies. Lovely little games that I wouldn't at all mind paying a couple dollars for on my Switch for even better controls, though the controls, the touchscreen controls, are not terrible. These are absolutely free uh, and ad-supported with uh, ads in between levels, so try this trick. Uh, turn off your internet. Often, that's enough to stop the ads altogether. And if you like puzzle platformers, another in the genre you might like is Snakebird, but be warned, uh, those puzzles in that particular game get frustrating as Buck. And number five. This little title would be number one on my list if not for its somewhat steep price, but don't let Million Onion Hotel's price tag of $4.50 deter you. If you want a very cutesy, weird Japanese game designed by former employees of Square that turns whack-a-mole gameplay on its head by adding levels, bonus stages, boss battles, and a weird, endearing anti-war story, then you have found your messiah. I love this game. I love it so much. And I love that Onion Games found such success with this diamond in the rough that they were able to fund the excellent Switch title Blackbird, which seems to exist in the same universe as Million Onion Hotel. This is a top-tier mobile game, my friends. And with that, my little list is over. But I can't stop here without mentioning two companies. Nitromi, the developer behind Bomb Chicken, which was one of my top 12 games of 2018, has been making mobile and browser games for years, and I've yet to find one that wasn't good. Some of my favorites include Redungeon, Tower Fortress, and Magic Mansion. All free, all good. You can't go wrong with Nitromi. And obviously, given the show is called Leftendo, and we talk about the Switch primarily and Nintendo, my number two company to mention is The Big N themselves. Now, I'm not a big fan of Nintendo's mobile offerings. They're certainly not bad, but I've never found them particularly good, and all the titles have microtransactions. Save Super Mario Run, which lets you play a few levels for free before asking to purchase the full game for $10. I am weary of how this might affect Nintendo overall as a company in the coming years, who for the most part do not pull that kind of mobile AAA shit in their console games, remaining mostly a bastion of hope in the darkness of major AAA developers. All that said, I like Animal Crossing Pocket Camp as a fun little time waster, and if you can resist the call of microtransactions, it might be worth a look for its cutesy fun. I wonder what the future holds for Nintendo's mobile division. Dr. Mario World will no doubt be full of microtransactions, but it might be their first, probably, big hit, given how well puzzle games play on a touchscreen and in the mobile markets. And who knows what their Mario Kart mobile game will be like. I have no idea. Anyway, I digress. I've been meaning to do this mini-sode for a while, and I'm glad I finally have it done. I appreciate all my listeners, even those who don't have a Switch, and wanted to do something for you, but I had to be inspired. I finally was, and I am quite inspired for episode 18 of the main show as well. And I'll leave you with one hint about it as I say adios and thanks for listening.